Thank you for tuning in to Remodeling Mastery by Mark Richardson, brought to you by Surefire Local. For more advice, tips, and strategy on small business marketing, visit surefirelocal.com forward slash podcast. Hi, I'm Mark Richardson, and welcome to Remodeling Mastery. Remodeling Mastery is a podcast series where I take different topics, some more insightful, some more tactical, some more strategic, and I try to share some of these ideas more than anything to help you think more about your business and how you want to look at the future. For the last several months, I've been spending a lot of time traveling around the country and really being with some of the best and the best remodelers out there. And one of the common denominators I see is these businesses are starting to gear up and crank up and are certainly busier than ever. Matter of fact, I did a podcast series, Remodeling Thought Leaders podcast with Vince Narda with Reborn, and he referred to the times we're in as pre-recessionary times as opposed to recovery times that many of us have been talking about over the course of the last several years. And I think the importance of that simple little change in terms of the paradigm of being pre-recession versus recovery is, in fact, in a recovery, you know, there's sort of no end in sight in terms of what this recovery is. However, pre-recessionary times, certainly there's much, much more focus on what the future is starting to look like. So I think what's critical as you're looking forward is you realize that there is an end to what's happening out there. There is an end in terms of some slowness of some of the activities. So as a result of that, I think by getting ready for that and preparing yourself, uh, it's more important than ever. So today I want to talk about a subject certainly that's near and dear to my heart. It's one of my first books that I wrote, How Fit Is Your Business? And I'm going to actually walk you through, I think, some of the key elements. Hopefully you'll pass this podcast along to some of your team members to take some inventory and some alignment on how fit your business is. You know, one of the challenges, I think, with any business, as you start to position, you've constantly have to look in the mirror, you got to take inventory, how are we doing, looking to the past, history doesn't lie, and what do I need to adjust and tweak? You know, one of the key elements here that I see in businesses, the best of the best make less mistakes. The best of the best fundamentally are fit and have a scorecard of many of the different grades that are at least B or better. It's those C's and D's in terms of the elements of your business that are like anchors that pull you down. So I actually want to walk you through the fitness criteria when it comes to uh, remodeling businesses and certainly other businesses that I see out there. You know, this theme, how fit is your business, sort of was modeled off of going to a doctor and having an annual physical. And as you think about that, when you go to a doctor, he's going to check all sorts of different key metrics and looking at your business. He's going to sit and have a conversation with you. He's going to look at you. He's going to look at blood. He's going to look at your blood pressure. He's going to take information that's gathered from this test and really determine what it is you should do and focus and improve upon. Well, when it comes to your business, most remodeling businesses evolved were not designed. You got into business, quite frankly, because that was your passion, not because you had a real 
uh, mastery in terms of business acumen and how to go about creating a business. And because of that, I think most people dived into the business but didn't necessarily focus on working on how to design the business rather than just do the business. So in the course of the next short amount of time, I want to walk you through this fitness checkup. And the best way to think about this fitness checkup is actually get out a piece of paper. If you're listening to this as a recording, go ahead and pause it, get out a piece of paper, and write down each one of these criteria, and then score yourself as you're going along. You know, you can also do this through a webinar I've done with Surefire on how fit is your business. You can also read my book or get a copy of my book, whether it's through Surefire or directly through one of the major book sources on how fit is your business or fit to grow. So let's go ahead and start the process. What I want to do is I want to walk you through these 10 criteria. And again, these 10 criteria are no different, as I said, than going to the doctor and having the blood pressure and the cholesterol checked. The blood pressure may be very sound and low, where the cholesterol may be creeping up, and as a result, you really have a choice. If it's way off, you might have to be medicated. If it's just slightly off, you can adjust your diet or certainly exercise and really pull that down and get it in check. The first criteria I want to talk about is what I call knowing your numbers. You know, it's critical, I think, for any business out there to really fundamentally know the numbers. Now, I oftentimes ask businesses and remodeling owners, you know, give me a sense of what are the top three numbers that you focus on in your business. And oftentimes we get a lot of different answers in terms of knowing what those numbers are in the business. The best way and the metaphor I like to use, it's like a dashboard. A dashboard, certainly in, a, in, in your car, there are really three key indicators that I think give you sort of the comfort and the stress and allow you to enjoy the journey. One of them, obviously, is a speedometer. Second is a fuel gauge. And three is a temperature gauge. Now, most cars to ha today have many times that in terms of information available to you, but all you fundamentally need is really those three to be able to have a successful drive or a successful journey. I think that is also true in a remodeling business. You know, when you sit back and say, okay, what are some of those key indicators in the remodeling business in terms of numbers I should know, you know, you want to know the lead flow. Remodeling business is sort of like a pipeline. You want to know the lead flow coming into the business. You want to know that appointments that are coming out of those leads. You want to know the conversions into sales and construction contracts, and then those sales and construction contracts have a certain amount of gross profit that's generated, and then you want to be able to monitor your overhead costs. All the results of all those parts and pieces give you the profitability that you need to achieve to be able to invest further into the future and certainly be able to grow your business. But there are certain vital numbers that you need to be uh, have, and the question becomes, I think, in terms of fitness, is do you have them? Do you know them? Are you guided by them? Do you have the discipline to review them on a re regular basis? And, and do you have some fundamental financial acumen that that's the way you look at the business, not just the client experience? So the number one, I encourage people to rate themselves, is knowing their numbers. 
rate yourself 10 being the highest and 1 being the lowest. Now, if you're not sure whether it's a 7 or an 8, use 7.5 because that's certainly a good number. The second criteria I want to talk about is your systems and your processes. It's great to know the numbers, but a healthy business also has systems and processes. Now, I'm not encouraging any business to be mechanical and not heartfelt in terms of how they're approaching it, but you do have to have systems and processes. Systems and processes in terms of how, when leads come into your office, how they're handled. Your sales process is very important. Also, your handoff between sales and production, production process, your administrative internal processes. Now, are these processes really written down? Are they communicated? Do you have training in place? And do you constantly go back and consistently review the processes? Those better businesses out there do invest time and energy on a regular basis, monthly and quarterly basis, to reexamine their systems and processes. The third criteria that I encourage you to think about is leadership. The one element that sort of binds, I think, the great businesses from the good ones is the leadership within the business. Leadership is not necessarily just you, the leader of the business. Leadership could be, for larger businesses, your leadership team. You know, having really healthy leadership is essential to healthy growth. So if you're, for example, sitting back and you're yearning for this business getting 50% bigger or 75% bigger over the coming years, generally speaking, once you have a certain size business, that'll never happen unless you have the right kind of dynamic with leadership. So a couple of things to think about with leadership is the leadership visionary. You know, it's very important that the leader really knows that we're heading north, south, we're heading to the mountains, we're heading to the seashore. You know, that's part of the vision, and articulating that vision is important. The leadership also needs to be strategic thinking. You know, there's strategies involved in getting to where that vision and is heading. The leadership also have to has, has to have a degree of empathy. In other words, looking at the world through the client size, through the, the, the team size, through the trade contractor size. Leadership is also about communicating these things. Nine times out of ten, business challenges come as a result of miscommunication. It's really the leader's job, I think, to be the affected communicator. And I think also there needs to be some fundamental respect and pride when it comes to the leadership. So think about the leadership in your business. Rate the business 10 being the highest and 1 being the lowest. That's number three. Number four is your team. You know, it's great to talk about, again, good product. It's great to talk about good leaders. But you also need to have A players on your team. Today, more than ever, that's what the client expects. But team has a lot of dimensions to it. Today, people are your greatest assets. You need to have the right level of retention when it comes to your team. You need all pro players. You need that gung-ho attitude. And the team has to constantly be focused on improving itself and certainly exceeding the expectations. So give a rating to your overall team, sort of a holistic rating of your team, 10 being the highest and 1 being the lowest. 
Now, as you think about your team, you might have gaps within different departments or different areas of the team that rate it. So you can also break, I think, a score around that as well. Number five is your product and service. Your product and service is actually what you're delivering to the client. You know, is your product and service an on-time delivery? Is it effective? Is it efficient? Are you doing the right size of projects? Are you doing the right size projects for the right clients? Does your product and service adjust and respond to the down cycles in the market? It's a little bit more predictable in terms of the highs and lows. You know, many of the businesses out there, for example, during the crash of 2008 and 2009 that we experienced has dropped down 30, 40, 50 percent, in large part because they weren't really set up to respond to that change in the environment. Do you also see some predictable results? Or is every project sort of a little bit of a roll of the dice for you? Number six in terms of this process of taking the business fitness, is profitability. Now, profitability is, in fact, a product. It is a result of everything else. However, you need to be profitable. You need to be focused on profitability because that not only is creating, I think, the investments that you need to grow into the future, but a little bit of an insurance policy so when we hit the softer times, we're likely to in the next couple of years. I always look at the health of profitability in certain ways. Number one, is it what you predicted it to be? There are a lot of companies out there that see very high profitability, then drop down very low. But the healthier businesses, the ones that are in better shape, it is what they predicted it to be. Also, do you have the right balance of the short, medium, and long-term profitability? There might be investments that you're making in the business that you're not going to see return for two or three years, but you need to keep that in check and balance. Do you have sort of positive cash flow, and are you uh, managing that cash flow in a positive way? So number six is profitability. So rate your business just in terms of where you would put it, zero to ten, in terms of profitability. Number seven uh, in this process is what I would call reputation. Now, reputation is one of these things that isn't necessarily a short-term. However, it's also not a, not a super long-term. You need to have a really good reputation. You know, do you think your business has a good reputation in terms of being well-respected by the uh, community with your clients, by the industry, and certainly within the business itself? One of the key in indicators I find for businesses that have a good reputation are the media being interested. It could be the local or it could be the industry media, but if the media is interested in you, chances are they have at least a belief that you have a good reputation. You know, do you also find it relatively easy to find talent? Are people, for example, that are joining you or coming to you, they're coming to you in part because you have a good reputation? You know, having a good reputation, while again, it may not be quite as quantifiable as profitability or your numbers, is really critical to an overall successful business. Number seven, uh, or number eight, excuse me, is stress. 
Now, in this case, you need to look at stress in terms of the right level of stress in the business. I'm a big believer you don't want to fall asleep at the wheel, but at the same time, don't let the rubber band snap when it comes to the levels of stress. You know, do you invest the time to work on the business, not just in the business? So in this case, again, when you score your stress in the business, it's about scoring the right level of stress, not necessarily high stress or low stress. Some of the elements of stress on a very personal level is, in fact, your ability to really be able to have a comfortable sort of work-life balance. Are you able to sleep well at night? Are you able to have most of your activities be more proactive rather than reactive? Do you feel that it's the right kind of cadence and pace within your business to be successful? And does your team work a reasonable number of hours? It's not necessarily about working short hours, but you know you may be passionate and you might be finding that your work is what you love to do. So I don't want to discourage that at all, but I also want you to be able to control that process, not the business controlling you. Number nine is positioning. How well positioned is the business for today and the future? You know, you need to have stability to have positioning. I think we see this in a lot of other aspects of our life. If we're athletics, you need to be fundamentally balanced and positioned and stable to have good positioning for taking off on a race. Do you have good market awareness? You know, do you have a good ear to the ground before the market really responds to what's happening? You know, is a business relatively well capitalized or are you working paycheck to paycheck and making your decisions based on how much money is in the checking account? You know, also positioning might have a little bit to do with how well diversified you are. Now, I'm not encouraging necessarily businesses to diversify for diversification's sake, but I do think there is some elements to being able to do small projects, large projects, diverse kind of kitchens projects, bath projects, different kind of projects within your business that really give the right level of diversification. And also when it comes to technologies, you know, are you positioned well for the future? You know, technology, we've been saying for a long time, will revolutionize this industry, and unfortunately or not, it has. You know, you've got today to be investing time and energy into the technologies because it'll have a dramatic effect on the future. The number 10 criteria, and then I'll summarize, is your strategic relationships and alliances. You know, today, none of us are as smart as all of us. You know, we need to have relationships, relationships with the professional community, relationships with the trade community that are greater than necessarily ourselves. We need to leverage these relationships to develop our team. We need to have these relationships with the associations to actually leverage some of the training and some of the professionalism that's out there. Market research comes in part because what we're hearing from our strategic relationships and alliances. So number one, you have to have them. Number two, you have to be able to have regular dialogue with them. And number three, you have to look for win-win opportunities to really do the business together. So again, what I want to do on this podcast is just a quick recap of what these 10 criteria are. And as I said earlier in the recording, that you need to, I think, spend some time taking some inventory. 
We're not even halfway through the year. It's a great time, just like in a sporting event, to take a halftime with your team and sort of say, where do we stand? How fit are we for what we need to do, not only the second half of the year, but also to be able to position, certainly for the future. And if you just go down through these 10 criteria, you score yourself. Now what you've done, not only for yourself, but also for other key team members, you've got something to talk about. You can have the numbers that you can start to compare to. If your numbers are very, very high, then you don't need to really worry about that. Just keep doing what you're doing. If your numbers are very low, then that at least gives you uh, an element that you need to focus on and be able to improve upon in the future. If there's some differences between you and a partner or a key member, on the, then that at least forces a conversation. Why is your number an eight where your partner or one of your key team members is a five? You clearly need to be better aligned in terms of how you're actually doing and the fundamental fitness if you're going to be healthy and successful. So again, quick recap. Number one, know your numbers. You got to know the dashboard. You got to know the numbers. Number two, you've got to have systems and processes. Number three, Take an honest opinion on the leadership. How well is the, is the business guided in the leadership within the business? Number four is the team. Number five is the product and service itself. Number six is profitability. Number seven is reputation. Number eight is stress. And again, it's not high stress, low stress. It's the best level of stress, the best level of cadence with the business with stress. Number nine is how well is the business position. And number 10 is strategic alliances. Now, you could argue, just like when it comes to your personal health, that your cholesterol levels might be more important than some of the other elements of your health. But it is important that you do look at all of these, because all it really takes is one or two of these to be way off, to pull the business down, and not necessarily have a really healthy and fit business. So I want to thank everybody for joining us today. Don't hesitate to reach out, certainly, to me. You can always get in touch with me through, certainly, an, an email at mrichardson at mgrichardson.com. Glad to try to help you. You can always reach back to the sponsors of this series with Surefire. They have webinar series, other kinds of things that will be able to help you as well. You can grab a hold of one of my books, How Fit Is Your Business or Fit to Grow. Uh, I have a new book that's coming out focusing on mastering time uh, and controlling your day versus your day controlling you. So I think if you embrace, I think, some of these different learnings and some of these different issues out there, you'll be able to be much, much more successful. So take care, everyone. Remodeling Mastery by Mark Richardson was created to help business owners like you grow your business. Learn something new today? Let us know by tweeting at Surefire Local. For more podcasts, visit surefirelocal.com forward slash podcast.